It's the T and A. I'm the T. And I'm the A. Am I the T and like, I mean, I know my name is the T, but like also it's like the Kermit T, but I do often spell T. The Kermit T? Honestly, I think so. I actually wanted to name the podcast the T and like it would be like T-E-A, oh, yeah, you did, you did, you did. Yeah, like yeah. capital T, capital A, and then well, tiny in, E. in Portuguese, that would be T and A, I think. I only took really? Spanish, yeah. That was actually my first idea, and I wanted our poster to be me wait, wait, with oh, a teacup. Where am I? With my pinky out. Wow. I didn't think Just far like the black man to be forgotten to get, yet again. Whoa! <laughs> Let's not open that can of worms because... Listen. Okay. Um. So, welcome back. Thank you guys that all watched the first episode with all like 40 some of you. Oh, you can't see watch. it. You say you watch. You say, shoot, shoot, shoot. you say watch a lot. But thank uh, you for listening to us. Uh, I got a lot of people that came up to me on camera to say like, hey, dude, I heard you were starting a podcast. Like, it's, it was really funny. Uh, I only threw up like one time uh, when we talked about <laughs> anime. Uh, and it was fine. I, I was I was really excited about the people that said it was too short yeah because i know i like cut you off last episode because i was like oh it's 30 minutes like we gotta yeah we gotta, we gotta wrap, wrap it up, up. But we were like man i wanted more and that, that's that's always good that's, um, that's a good like honestly the, the the episodes are gonna like stay that length though like 30 to 37 minutes unless like um wink wink we have guests oh on. Mm-hmm. Cough, um, cough. you know and maybe it might go a little longer but yes we are definitely uh encouraged by all your your positive support yeah, thank you guys for listening, and thank you guys for telling us that you're listening. Um, and if you haven't told us that you're listening, just shoot us a message. Shoot us a tweet, comment on Facebook. It's, it's all in the description, or if you're watching right. this on Facebook, it's probably all in the Facebook share post. Yeah, so share it. Tell your friends. Tell your mothers if they're cool enough. And, you know, listen to us. So, the first thing I want to talk about real, real quick is that we went to a spoken word poetry yes. event last night and it was it was all mothers all mothers <laughs> it was the greatest poetry event I, the spoken word poetry event I've gone to it was uh for uh it was for Phil K and Sarah K oh my um, God, yeah. and my people who who love who love them even like beginner spoken word poetry have probably yeah. heard of them yeah. I got to see them in the flesh not only on saving in the workshop I'll get to the workshop later but um how did you feel about it Oh my god, it was, it's crazy because for the, I, I didn't start really identifying myself as a poet until I got to college and my first real um, exposure, I would say, to spoken word poetry was a Sarah and Phil K poem. It was actually one that they did uh, last night, which was their origin story. The and origin story. oh my god, just like getting to see them live. And getting to see them, like, and just see how they riffed off each other and see all these poems I haven't heard before. It was so fantastic. Also, when the night ended, Sarah Kay walked right by me and we brushed shoulders. I was there. And I, I feel there. like it was, like, a religious experience. And just she, a little she, bit. she walked past as if she's not <laughs> the queen. Hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to add this, actually, at Sarah Kay, I think. Because <laughs> uh, Sarah Kay, like, you, you might have changed my life. Phil, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, I feel like Phil gets underplayed, but Phil like gave me like actual like really really good advice because um, you know I'm I'm in our, our campus's competitive spoken word team and we're going to the national competition mm. in Chicago and he he was a part of Cupsy and gave uh, yeah. me and our president uh, a lot of helpful advice. But Sarah Kay, first of all, so bad, so cute, so adorable. <laughs> I feel like we would be such good friends. I feel like we have the same like she talks too fast too. I was at the workshop and like she called me by my name. And like when I know men can't have babies, but like 
I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just leave that saving right there. Uh, oh, no. And she, and anyway, so so when she walks past us at the end of the night, she walks past like she didn't know she's the goddess that she is. She's just like, oh, sorry, just trying to get to right. my book signing. Excuse it's me, like, excuse me, and I'm like, oh my god, like, I'm obsessed with you. Like <laughs> I really wanted to say, oh my god, thank you for doing such a good job, just existing. But she was she was already down there. Um, I felt bad that I didn't buy the book, but I mean like. You know, yeah, no, money, money is college. trouble. I, definitely, I <laughs> here's the thing I really wish I could like stayed in a line and gotten to speak to them a little bit more. But that line <laughs> before you knew it was so long, it was, and like that's why I'm so glad that I got to go to the workshop because uh, it was just me, it was just me, Sarah, Kay, uh, me, Sarah, Phil, and like 24 other people. And we did like some really, we did a really yeah. good workshop. We uh figured out how to write more sensory rather than more conceptual stuff, and they had this really yeah. good uh, overarching theme of saying that. Listen, everybody wants to talk about life, death, <laughs> regret, all these things you can't hold. Regret. And that's why that's why when people are like, um, when people start doing poetry, they're like, I feel as if I'm waiting on the water of patience going down a waterfall of regret onto the caressant things of life. And nobody knows what the fuck you're <laughs> no talking about. No one knows what it means. Like, she literally says, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. Because that's like, there's no need to be... To be deep, to be that deep. Mm-hmm. If you if you're gonna write a good story, then you should be able yeah. to get these emotions through by yeah. by relating it to something way more domestic. Yeah, like it's it's so easy to to tell a story about true love when you're talking about your dog, mm-hmm. or like talk about regret in like you know Starbucks coffee, like cold. I think she's somebody <laughs> cold start like regret is cold Starbucks coffee. Yeah, her favorite coffee. Yeah, and then oh oh, then we got right, it. Right, because you can immediately um, relate. So, yeah. so mad that I missed the workshop. I didn't even know that they were coming to campus until Monday night. And it was all friend, over. I'm pretty sure I was. I think I was even like I was telling people like I'm so hip. I'm so no, excited. you didn't tell me. I didn't know because my friend is an RA, and so she had like the poster in her living room. And I went to go visit her, and I saw this poster. And I saw their names, and I was like, what the hell? They're coming here. So I'm, I'm so sad that I missed the workshop. I would have loved to take a workshop with them. But, you know, Sarah Kay and Phil Kay, favorite poets. I love Phil. His voice just, like, makes me, like, it's, like, warm, butter. I like I like, just, like, I like how both their styles, even though, they, I mean, they've been together for a while now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, as, as a group, not as a, as a couple. Um and they they still have sort of distinct voices. Mm-hmm. Like Sarah still has like her voice that's like a, a lot of a lot of times about being um, a young girl, like sort of like floating it through the in betweens. Yeah. Like not being your conventional girl, but like not being a mini pixie girl either. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. like Phil um, definitely likes to talk about his family more. Definitely likes to talk about yeah. his, his grandfather. Yeah, he's got a lot of more. narrative. Yeah. Uh, and but also yeah. still, you know, he's still he's still a guy. Still, yeah. Still still a. a tall lanky guy likes to talk about existentialism which goes into my favorite poem of the night that I hadn't heard the gecko one the gecko one the gecko oh my one god same for it was for, so good for people that weren't there I don't uh, even know this, I, don't, I hope this is legal I don't want like, right, like I don't want to like I don't want to ruin it if it's like, it if like brand new brand new I'm, I'm sorry but, Phil I'm sorry uh, Sarah Phil. but um <laughs> it's like basically Phil pretends to be the gecko gecko you know yeah. the same to 15% in 15 minutes and um like long story short about how people if for some reason people would have a conversation with this CGI animated um, gecko, uh, <laughs> would conflate his image on TV with how with he, is, he is. But also the twist was that he also kind of hangs onto that too. Yeah. Because, because he's also afraid, just like it why it resonated with me so much, like how I am afraid of not knowing, not people not knowing that I existed. He says yeah. the, the most powerful part of, of the poem is that there's a history that I existed. 
in yeah. the history that I existed. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, that's that's literally why I do almost yeah. 95% of the things that, that I do. That's the reason why this podcast even exists, really, <laughs> yeah. in some essence. I um, think my, my favorite line of that poem is, it was something about, like, who am I if I, if I walk into a room and no one notices? I thought that was, like, just... That hit me so much. And it was just such a great poem. And I like I love nights of poetry because they remind me why I love to write and why I love to create. And then I get all, you know, like, ooh, poetry for the rest of the week. <laughs> and I'm like, ooh, poetry. <laughs> yeah, I do my little poetry dance with oh the shoulders. Um, but I think, like, one of the, the greatest poems was the, the poem that they ended with. And this is a poem that I've seen a lot. It was one of the first poems I saw one by of the them. First poems. They still do. And it was uh, kind of their, their love poem. And I knew what love looked like. Um, and I thought it was a great poem to end. And I think that that could be, like, a great segue for our show today. Um, because Valentine's Day is coming up. And love is in <laughs> the air. Trash. Love is in the air. Like bad pollution. All the stores are selling chocolate Fat and man. Hallmark cards. Capitalism. And there's red and pink everywhere, even though red and Cabinism. pink is a crime against nature together. Um, and it's bad very exciting. Theory. And everyone's talking about love. And everyone's writing about love. And the shows are about love. And I don't know. Let's talk about love. I, I mean, I, I guess we are because, you know, once again, this is your episode. So I have to, <laughs> I have to talk about whatever you want to talk about. <laughs> yes. um, you know what? I, I'm going to start the questions off then because your first question is highly invasive and going to get somebody caught up. It's going to get somebody um, in trouble. So, um, April. Yes. Uh, who are you dating? Seeing who, anybody? Interested? Who am I dating? Yeah. Who are you dating? Absolutely no one. Okay. So I'm I, in a very long-term committed relationship with myself. Um, you know, I would say the same, but I think like we get separated about every two months and mm. I just disassociate. Yeah, disassociate uh, myself. Yeah, I feel yeah. that. I feel that as well. Um, long showers help. Um, are you interested in anyone? Everybody knows it's me already. So besides that. Wow. Yeah. Well, besides you, Ty, because I'm, I clearly <laughs> so very in love with you. It's actually painful. Chill, chill. But the like if I had. <laughs> Our fandom's going to, the fan fix will be all over the place. If I, like, honestly, the answer is no. Um, and it's probably because I, just, I haven't met anyone new in a very long time. And all the people that I see are the same old people. Um, so, no. Everyone's talking about love, but unfortunately, I am not one of those people. And, yeah, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. I mean, I, I mean, like... So, are, like, is it because you, like, you're just not in love, or is it an active, like, stance against... Oh, no, there is no active stance. I mean, look, sometimes I'll be like, you know, fuck all men, you know? But there's no active stance. I'm like, if something were to happen... Sometimes you're like, like, fuck all men, and then sometimes you're like, fuck. <laughs> right, um, right. I'm like, I'm very open to all of the possibilities. I'm just like, I'm sitting here. But, I mean, I'm not actively pursuing anything as well. I'm kind of just, like, waiting for the universe to, like, happen to me. And the universe is like, nah, bitch. So, that is what I'm dealing with. But, like, what about you? Let's turn the tables. Enough about me. Because um, I know you have got several girls whoa, just whoa. lined Can up. You know? <laughs> like, like, they're listening to this. Like, they don't <laughs> all, know about, all seven they, they don't, they don't know about each other. Good to know. You're, like, really ruining my brand right now. All right, Holly, Sage, <laughs> Michelle. Thank you for listening. I, okay, I, what I will we give you, you all I like how here. like they were all like different types of names. Yeah. So like I thought like if you would have like like Holly, Holly Molly, Stephanie, I'm like, do you think I only date white girls? Like, <laughs> I would have been like, 
I, oh my god! If I could, fi- hopefully, I can find that sample of uh, Ja Rule where they're like, did you see that meme where they're like, you talk to like, oh, yeah, like when your girlfriend asks how many girls do you talk to, you're like none, and then when your homie's actually like, Aaliyah, Tatiana, <laughs> 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 right, Stephen, okay, but uh, no, anyway, like so, inform us, tell anyway, us about your life. Spoiler, uh, spoiler alert: um, I'm currently single. Um, that's mm. that you know that's no. Not a hint to anybody that might be listening out there, <laughs> but if you like people that do podcasts, um, are black and are you know slightly chubby, but like are also great snugglers, um, you know get them get it get it while it's hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did just get out of a relationship, however, mm-hmm. um, so um, that's weird. Yeah, uh, coming out of a college relationship is is weird because when you when i got out of my longest relationship ever which was in high school like it was it was partly at least because college was coming up so like the free fall felt more like oh it's i'm free falling because of like burgeoning adulthood um mm-hmm. this one just feels like like regular free fall um I, I should i guess i should preface by saying like i wasn't the one, the one that ended so i, I chose my own misery in that in that <laughs> uh, okay, okay. In, in that effect but yeah, I, I'm single, not seeing anybody. I am interested. I'm always interested in always people. Always interested. In, in, in general. I'm interested in, peace, in people in yeah. general. Uh, and that leads me to the problems that I also, that I, that I often have. Because um, I, my, one of my, my best friends, Michelle, has told me, like, the reason why girls don't like me is because, like, I like everyone. Like, mm-hmm. I, I treat everyone the same friendliness, like, the same courteous. That, like, for some reason, wow. girls want to be treated... Spe- like, I want your opinion That's on that. Interesting. Like, That's they, they, interesting. They, they don't know when I like them, even though I'm pretty sure I know when I like them. I'm going out of my uh-huh. way. But they're like, no, same old time. I don't know how I feel. Well, I mean, maybe I can kind of see that. I'm, I've always been the type of girl who's a very, like appreciated a very direct approach. I don't believe in talking. I, I don't believe in, like, being published if you like me. Tell me, because if I like you. Okay, I'll but let you. okay. Hold up. Now, now we're now we're gonna. I have to call bullshit on this for what? this reason. Okay. Like we, you, you say that, but you guys leave out the little asterisk that says like, What's listen, you say you're basically saying shoot your shot, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna break it down to basketball for you. Okay. You don't tell I love basketball. Terms. You don't tell Shaq to shoot a shot outside of the free throw line. Like once you get further than 15 feet, he's not shooting any shots. But you still, but you're still gonna tell Shaq to shoot his shot because you're shooting his shot. His shot is seven feet and below. You y'all tell y'all telling niggas out here shoot their shot when they don't have the shot to begin with. Like what I'm saying, you like, have overestimated my ability to understand basketball references. I'm sitting here like, I mean, outside the free throw line. <laughs> Break it down for me in English. In English, tie up. Wait, oh, I, oh, I over, oh, I overestimated. Oh, I thought you were going to surprise me and say I underestimated. Oh, no, you overestimated so, me. Over. Um, you, you know who Shaq is. I know who Shaq is. Okay, great great start. Okay. Um, he cannot shoot. He cannot physically, like, put the ball in the rim with, with like, physics, with, like, with like a prediction of, like, where it will land okay. outside a certain, like, circumference. Okay. The closer you are to the basket, the easier it is to make that prediction. I understand that. Okay. So outside outside the free throw line where that okay. guy like shoots the ball but nobody like tries to block it, mm-hmm. he can't he's not effective. Mm, much I like think, much I don't like think that's apt in this situation. It is because okay, let, let me give you the let me give you a scenario. So you're saying you're saying, Hey, I like directness. If you like me, tell me. If I met if I mm. even if I even if I know you for like a month, but like it was just we have the same like um genetic class, we just have the same common mm. seven class. 
if I come up and say, hey, I like you, let's go on a date, you're going to turn me down because Whoa, there is... No- okay, here's the thing. Directness is one thing, but there's also, a, like, a little bit of finesse. You have to, like, know how no, to approach someone. There was no finesse. First of all, if I've never met you before and you come out the blue, it might work for you because it has worked before. Wow. And I've seen it work before. But there's a huge chance that it won't work for you because, like, here's the thing. We live in a world, stranger danger is very real. Girls don't know who they can trust. If you come out the blue very very direct and overconfident we don't appreciate that but if you're someone that i've known for a while we've talked we vibe we have like a certain rapport going i don't think there's any danger in saying hey you know we talk we vibe we have a certain rapport going let's have coffee you know like i feel do you have coffee anywhere do i have coffee yeah yeah do you have coffee i don't have coffee because here's the thing no one's asked me for coffee oh so if somebody wanted to ask me for coffee, I don't <coughs> drink coffee, but I would happily take tea. <laughs> oh, wow. um, tell, tell me what kind of tea. Tell me what's the, what's the tea to your heart. What's the tea to my heart? Passion tango iced tea because I'm basic. It all tastes like water to me. What? I still drink no, tea when so I, I still drink tea whenever a girl offers me tea, um, but mm. it all it all tastes like water. Nah, no one's no one's offering me anything. But here's like that's what I'm saying. If someone were to offer me. Like, I'm the type of person, I'd probably say, well, let me not lie. If I didn't like you, I wouldn't say yes, because I don't believe in, like, leading people on either. Good for you. But I wouldn't be like, oh, my God, ew, no, you're disgusting. I'd be like, you know, I'm not really feeling it, but X, Y, Z. Like, I'm I'm never going to ruin a friendship because I'm not feeling something. You know what I mean? So I think that what's wrong with being confident? And I've definitely been, like, the person, like, oh, hey, I like you. And the guy's been like, "Mm, think again. So, I mean, like, it stings for maybe five seconds. And then you're like, if they didn't, if they don't like all of this, then I can't really be upset because they fucked up, you know? I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's always been my mindset. If you guys so, you think, that. so, speaking of getting axed out for coffee, getting coffeeed. Yeah. Um, getting coffee. Getting coffee. <laughs> I guess for girl, this is like your primary, this is like the time where you're most, not vulnerable, but this is when you'll be, how do I want to put it? This is when guys will be most vulnerable and will ask you out. This is like the prime time, the prime mating season for Valentine's Day. Does that make sense? Mm. But like, what's the big, I, what's the big deal with being booed up on Valentine's Day anyway? Like, because people, people are, people legit are trying to like start, I mean, mm-hmm. and, and I, as I get older and I go through different circles, there's different sentiments, mm-hmm. but people are really trying to like get like bays yeah. on Valentine's Day that'll last. And should that really, should that actually be the objective of Valentine's Day? No, that actually, actually, it really confuses me because I've always seen Valentine's Day as a, like a holiday celebrated by people who have already been in relationships and kind of established. A commemoration. And it's like, yeah, it's like a day to celebrate your relationship. And a day to, like, go out and do something fancy and do something you wouldn't normally do. I don't understand, like, people kind of hopping into things, like, a week or two before Valentine's Day. Because I feel like it doesn't really have a meaning. It doesn't. Um, because Valentine's Day is not some super special, like, magnificent, fluffy day, in my opinion. I mean, unless you're in the established relationship. Right, unless you're in the established relationship. I feel like it only has meaning if your relationship has meaning almost i don't know i just i mean it's, it's, it's almost akin to like um really stressing over a new like really trying to make a new year's kiss sentimental your first new year's kiss sentimental right but you started dating on december 30th <laughs> right 
Right. So, so it's like, oh, one year, like we've been together, like we've been together for a whole year, but not really because you yeah. started two days before the year ended. Like, I don't understand the appeal of, you know, trying to find like a, a boyfriend or a girlfriend on Valentine's Day. But like, I... Listen, I'm told, I'm because I'm, I'm pro ho. I'm pro ho. True. Um, pro, I can pro, see the appeal pro, of wanting to be with someone that's what I'm saying. on Valentine's yeah, yeah. That, Day. That is fine. Like, man ho, girl ho, whatever. But like, relationship like, for like a two people, weeks yeah, people, people, people get it wrong. Or I'm saying people get it wrong. I get it wrong. Because I, <laughs> I'll, I'll be up front. I'll be honest here on this podcast. Uh, I mean, like, I just don't, there's a lot of things about me that, like, when you look at me, it just doesn't seem like I'm just going for the cheeks. But mm-hmm. in my head, like, look, I and I, I, I have this problem, which like I have a lot of people. I have a lot. Of, I sound like Donald Trump. I have a lot of people. <laughs> a lot, a lot. People. Everybody's talking about it. Um, that like I am a, I am a nice guy. Like not nice guy TM, but like I, I I'm, mm-hmm. a, I'm a genuinely nice guy. Uh, and that okay. and like and like okay. See, I know it sounds like an actual I, like, thing. I just no. feel like now that people say oh, yeah, I'm a nice guy, my immediate but I, I didn't say I'm a nice if guy. If you had to fucking say it, are you really a nice guy? But I, I, have to, I, have to, I have to say I believe, okay. You, yeah, you can co-sign me on this. I believe right? you. I can't. Um, okay. The the problem is that I talk to so many girls who are involved with shit guys mm. that like I have to like it's it really is my job as like the the nice guy in the group to be like hey be careful out there because all guys are shit. But I have to go to bed knowing that I said all guys are shit and I am still very much a guy. Um, but, you know, at the same, I guess I'm saying that to say that, like, listen, like, I'm horny as fuck, too. Like, I just, like, I, I'm not even saying I was raised right because I think we're all, like, a lot of these guys that are dogs were raised the same way I was. I'm just, like, I don't have common sense. Slash, I'm, I can't rely on my looks as much. There are, like, some people that I have, I'm always yeah. on the defensive. It's like, I'm like, is this girl, I have to find out, is this girl into me before I start even showing super sign of affection because there's like I'm gonna make up a person name. There's Chad out there who's <laughs> six three. Um for some reason doesn't go to the gym, only goes to the gym for chess, but his legs are magnificent. And obviously it's just chess is always <laughs> magnificent too. Skis or whatever. Uh, Skis. Where where's Vineyard Yards or whatever the fuck it's called? Vineyard Vines, is it? Yeah, whatever. Um the one with the pink whale. Yeah, I think it's Vineyard Vines. Okay, yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> And, you know, he goes to Cornerstone, our local bar, and he, like, he gets a little drunk, a girl gets a little drunk, they're going back to, they're going back to their place. They're hitting the varsity debut, and they're getting it on. That's not my game. Mm. I've never been able to walk into a party and been like, hey, I'm here to just fornicate who's ready. (laughs) To just fornicate. Who's, Who's ready? ready? So, so, so my, I, I'm definitely, I'm definitely still in that nerd, that like, that, yeah. or, or that, that under, under a, a seven out of ten mindset in which I'm like, okay, yeah. like I'm okay if you want to get to know me first because what you, because my personality is a ten. Okay. The, the face, the face on like on a, on like a normal day, the face on a six to five, on a good day is like <laughs> a seven, but the personality always come out. Wow, bad. T is really selling himself, female listeners oh, of this podcast. T is ready. That's what he's trying to tell you right now. He's ready. Um, I will never, ever be mad at a guy or fault a guy if he's upfront about what he wants. If he says, hey, listen, I'm just trying to fuck. <coughs> I will never be mad at that because you know what you want. You're getting what you want. Is that for me? No. But there's tons of people out here who will be like, awesome, I'm just trying to fuck too. That's cool. I think like the whole shitty guy come like in the this idea of the nice guy quote unquote comes in and like 
has you thinking that he's ready for more. Has you he's like the one who comes with the flowers a week before Valentine's Day. Like, <laughs> let's, you know, let's do this. You're the only girl I talk to. I wanna be with you. <laughs> and then three days after Valentine's Day, when he's been with you or whatever, then he's like, mm, new phone, who this? <laughs> um, that's the guy I will never, ever, ever fuck with. That's in my I like in my book there's there's kind of like a hierarchy of really shitty things you can do and leading someone on has to be pretty high up there. Which is why like relationships and Valentine's Day and this whole idea of being booed up on Valentine's Day makes me feel like really icky because I feel like there has to be like some element of leading someone on in that aspect because Ooh, if if your whole goal of being with someone is just to have that thing on Valentine's Day and then, you know, you never see them again, but you don't tell them that, then, I mean, it's kind of... It is. Um, like especially, it. like, being booed up on Valentine's Day on a campus. Mm. Like, trying to try and date on campus must be especially oh, hazardous. God. What's your view on that? I talk to my friends about, like, dating on campus all the time. Um, I... I don't think I can't recall ever. Oh well, it's not true. Let me let me backtrack. Um, I always say that I'm not interested in anyone because it's, it's very true. I've met maybe like two guys on this campus that I've been like, yeah, you a good one. <laughs> um, <laughs> literally yeah. like. I can't even... UMD is such a big school. We've got, what is it, like 30,000 undergrads? 30,000 undergrads. It's such a huge school, and I swear, I see the same 10 niggas everywhere well, I go. I mean, yeah, it'd be like that for Everywhere I go. It's like, I'm never meeting anyone new. And so, I, I, don't, I, I don't see myself on campus. I've still got like a year and a half left. So that might change. But like, it's just... I don't know. It's weird. It's icky. Once you have a friend group established, it's like you see the same guys, and then everyone's dating, and it gets kind of incesty, and it's just. Ugh. I mean that I like that. Like that was happening with not with me, but I was seeing that way yeah. before college. I saw that in my high school. I saw yeah. that in like, oh, I'll get to I'll get to that a little later if it if it gets brought back up. Mm-hmm. But I I think I have similarly the same um the same reservations about about dating uh but like it's not because i can't find people it's more like so the last person that i dated like did not go to this university um and so it was like it was technically a long distance thing but like when i tell other people this is like oh she went like 35 minutes away so like (laughs) that wasn't really long distance huh i will not say what university she went to has been redacted redacted redacted. we need like a sound effect Redacted. I feel like that's going to happen a lot. No, no, no. I'm, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna like say the college and I like have a loud ass beat like, <laughs> to protect those. Right to protect the innocent, namely yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> um and like that that just goes to like me just being like a shit romantic partner in general. I yeah. do just like have an experience. Like I just couldn't make couldn't make the distance work. But then it make, I guess it makes it makes me afraid that what if it wasn't the distance? What if I find somebody who, what I've always wanted to do is find somebody who lived very very close never in the same dorm hall but mm. like maybe a dorm hall next who like mm-hmm. come over whenever they want to or whenever they want and what if it still doesn't work and I like I just literally can't connect with people only thing yeah. about that is that like when I found that out with 
the person that uh, didn't go here, like, they're the barrier. Like, we don't have to see each other every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I have plenty of friends who, like, break up with um, girls or boys who are in the friend group. Mm-hmm. And, you know... And then it gets real it awkward. It gets real awkward, man. It gets, it gets more awkward weird. than you ever thought it would. Because, you know, in, in your head, you're like, the sitcoms can't be real. But yeah. first of all, we're, we're inundated with sitcom logic. So, like, we'll, yeah. we'll make decisions based on it. But they, there's truth to the myth. It's like I've had I've had friends break up in, in the group, and I'm like, all right, we're not going to let it. Like, they, they talked amongst themselves. They're like, we're not going to let it destroy the friendship or whatever. We're, like, still going to be together. Mm-hmm. And sooner or later, like, one person stops coming, the other person stops coming, and you're just yeah. like, oh, are they, like, timing it to make sure they never have to actually be in the, in the, in the circle together? And it especially sucks when, like, you're the, when you're not in the drama, because you're just like, it's been, like, three weeks. You guys should be over that, right? <laughs> and, like, you know, it's not how that works, because when yeah. you're on the side of it, it's like, a break... life-changing thing yeah, that uh, yeah, a bre- No, a, break, a breakup, I think, of a breakup, if you actually cared about yeah. your partner, a breakup takes... You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put a minimum on on anybody, but I'll say an average of like a month to really really get over it, to yeah. really deal with the fact that like you may never have that person in that context in your life again, yeah. and like that's where I am right now. That's why that's why I'm falling and stuff like that. Um, well, since you never dated on campus or before college, or do you have any horror stories about possible suitors that could have happened on campus? Something that made something that made you have your, the reservations in the first place. <laughs> um. Nothing on campus, because I, I think that, and I can't be fake, I don't think I've ever, like, really opened myself up to anything to happen on campus. I'm knowing myself and my personality, one, I have ridiculously high standards. I'm told by everyone that I have ridiculously high Say your standards real quick. I, cause I, I don't, Here's I, the thing, I don't, I, don't, I don't personally think they're too high, but people, like, tell me, like, oh my god, April, your standards are so high. And I'm like, really? I think, and it's like, okay. Having to articulate my standards is it feels so awkward. But like one of them is like knowing not even knowing knowing what you want in a life. Not necessarily knowing what you want to do or knowing where you want to be, but like knowing like what you want out of life. Saying that this is the person that I am and I wanna like create or I wanna like inspire or teach or just having some sort of like grasp on what makes you you. And you'd be surprised how many people I've met that just not even don't even know. They don't even care to know. Nice. I meet a lot of guys nice. who are just so lax about their, not their future. They're just lax about their futures and who they are as people. When you ask them questions about like, okay, what inspires you? What do you like? What are you into? And they've got no answer for you. That's my biggest pet peeve in the entire world. Honestly, that must be that. That, that definitely, that's definitely a symptom of a frail masculinity. To like not care, to not care, or to not, yeah, to not attempt to think about what you would care about because you kind of already have the things that you should care about in your head. Mm -hmm. And if you're not a person that's allowed to like explore and like, you know, thinking about like what you want out of life is fucking scary. Um, And it's it's like no doubt going to lead to like some feelings of, some negative feelings. So if you're not allowed, if if you don't get to flex that feeling muscle, you're like, you know, I like sports. I like cars. Yeah, it's like I like I like I like music. You know, I, I like I like right. enough things. Right, I like um, music. And I'm like, oh, awesome! That's great. I love this artist, this artist, this artist. I'm really influenced by this. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I kind of just you know I listen to whatever. Oh my god, what? that's my biggest pet peeve, male or female. Let a girl, whatever. let a girl ever tell me that she was like, I just listen to. Or I mean, I know everybody starts out with I I listen to everything. But like mm-hmm. as a person who like everything. as a person who like creates music, they're like it's it's inundated in the music community. Like at least I'm able to like 
I'm able mm-hmm. to poke a prod further. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay. So like, if you say you like alternative music, who's your favorite indie artist? If right. you like R and B, did you listen to the new Kalani album? But right. they can't answer stuff like that. I'm like, so you don't actually like music. I I think it's like they just, <laughs> just like, like hearing the radio stuff in your ear. Being on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm um, just one of those people like I like everything. But then you gotta I'm have like, your favorites listen, on everything. Yeah, Carly Rae Jepsen released mm. the best fucking album. Oh, I, okay. I've been hearing that. It sounds like it. It honestly sounds like the Loch Ness Monster. Everybody's been telling me it, but I've never. You seen haven't it. listened to emotion. Why oh, would I listen to a Carly Rae Jepsen album? Listen, I feel like she gets so much crap for Carly Maybe, which one was a smash fucking hit. <laughs> Call me Maybe. It was was the jam. It was too smash. It was too smash though. It was no, 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 no. So good. My Her favorite, entire my... album is so good. Like, I heard you guys curse it a little bit now. Pure ass pop music, like mm, those eighty influences, just like like salt. Oh right, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. That, that's what I've been hearing a lot about it. Yeah. It, it draws a lot on, on the eighties pop. So um, good. I mean, I really liked her song. We're on, we're on a super digression now, but I really liked <laughs> her song. Just Carly Rae Jepsen. That's it. With my with my man's um, Al City, you know, straight. The, straight I really, the, I really, 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 really like you. No. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Please expose me like that. But Al City was there from back in middle school when Fireflies came out. Al City really was there. Was there? I was like, used to listen to all his albums, man. But no, no, no. Good time. Or no? Yeah, no, but yeah. That was Al City too. That was Al City featuring Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, so they had. Oh, they had two. Okay. Um. Okay. Ask another question. Okay. So. We talked about dating, talked about horror stories. Oh my god, I didn't even tell you my horror story. Okay, oh. so this isn't like a real horror. Well, mm, kind of. I had to redact a lot of high school. I had to redact um, a lot of high school, but <laughs> one just all of high school. Honestly. Redacted. But one very like specific moment that sticks out to me even today. I think I was like a freshman or a sophomore in high school, and I told a guy that I really really liked that I liked him. And I was like, hey, you know, I like you. And it was this, this the dance that we've been doing for like three or four months. And like, I think it was obvious to everyone that I liked this guy. Except for him, I guess, maybe. That's I don't know. How it always is. I said I liked him. He was like, yeah, you know, I don't feel the same way. And I was like, ouch, that sucks. Uh, we ended up being like friends. So I was like, yeah, this is fine. Because it was like a crush. It wasn't like, oh my God, my life is ending. It was like, that sucks, but I'm over it. And so I remember, and we had a conversation maybe about like a year later. And I said, LOL, remember that time where I liked you? Like, hint, hint, wink, wink. He was like, yeah, it was really awkward that you told me that because I feel like it's always the guy who should tell the girl they like him. And you made me feel weird because you made me feel less like a man. Yo, is that dumb shit right there that be fucking it up for, for the rest of us? And I, like, I, when, it, this wasn't in person, this was over a text. And when I read that text, I really had to read it about, like, ten times. Wow. Because I was like, wow. I had no idea that that sentiment, like, even existed. Because all but I would hear is, like, does exist. oh, I just why never do girls thought. wait for guys to ask them out? Why do they ask the guys out? I was like, listen. I'm 14 and on my feminist kick. Let me be the one to... And he said, and like a year later, he tells me that I shouldn't have asked him out because the girl's not supposed to do that. That's, the, that's literally the stupidest that that concept ever. And of course, it, it works both ways because... It, yeah. it works both ways because guys... Um, 
the patriarchy works in weird ways. So guys like sometimes take the short end of the stick on purpose for some reason. Mm. Um, because humans naturally are passive creatures when it comes to decisions. Yeah. So that's why like girls have never been like super like um, against the idea that like they need to be axed out mm-hmm. because it's a lot less work to like answer to, a question yeah, than, than to, to ask, ask it. the question. And then I don't know where like somewhere along the guy somewhere along the lines guys were like yeah. We need to ask. Like, oh. it, it, it's only valid if you ask. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, the problem is, like, you know, once we're, once we're both on the same page in that thing, like, there's still a lot of girls who, like, think the guy should ask, ask too. Mm-hmm. So, like, to the to the point where um, I've had girls that, like, I've liked, but then, you know, we've, like, floated away for one reason or another and, like, the moment's gone. They've told me later on, hey, I liked you. I, like, sort of liked you. I would have I dated you. Back at this time, I was just waiting for you to ask me. And I'm like, why didn't you ask me? And like, oh, yeah. that's, that's weird. I'm like, I would, yeah. I would literally entertain the idea of any... Well, I would I will definitely respect and entertain the idea. I will at least give you a chance in my head if a girl asks me. Because I know that... Ta- first of all, I know they're going against the grain. And also, like, it's flattering. It's flattering to go both ways. The same way, like, sometimes... Well, I mean, I always hold it. Hold them, hold open the, the door open for girls. That's just like my little thing. Yeah, I don't know. But, like just getting that like response really shifted the way that I respond. I mean, I'm still like forward as fuck. I like you. I tell you. I'm okay, good. Because that guy's stupid. I mean, I know he's been redacted. Let me just call him Troy. Troy. You <laughs> Troy. Troy. Low key. Catch me outside. How, How about, about that? that? Yeah. Once again, our sponsors. Our sponsors. Did you hear that she got like? She beat up somebody in the airplane? Is that what I saw it. I, didn't, I refused to click on the article. Yeah, I didn't follow the article either. But the idea of the article is very hilarious to me. All right, so we talked about... Date, I, you know what? No, I'm not going to get the horse away. Uh, <laughs> redacted. Redacted. Because I, I was going to tell you a horror story about the time that I asked out uh, my best friend. But I forgot. We are still oh. best friends. And it's, Ooh, it's, wow, okay. it's, it's, it's actually crazy. It's like, if she ever listens to this, luckily she doesn't listen to podcasts, but if okay. for some reason her best friend's roommate listens to my podcast because she listened to the first one, um, yeah, I will talk very vaguely about this horror story. Okay. Just, a, just just for the funniness, it, I might only be funny in my head, but like I asked her out, I told her I had feelings for her after like, you know, we spent like, you know, a whole year together, like alone in each other's, alone, alone in each other's rooms, just like always being there for each other. Um, and then, like, this other guy came in, and, like, she said she didn't like him, but, like, he was, like, a lot more attractive than me, so I was just kind of, I don't know, all of a sudden I got scared, I didn't know I had feelings with her, feelings mm-hmm. for her, until another guy came along, which, mm. guys, it's a, it's a pretty shit thing to do, like, don't, like, <laughs> ask a girl out simply because all of a sudden, like, another guy may take her, but this yeah. time I felt like, I felt validated, um, so I'm gonna ask her in the most awkwardest way ever, I'm not gonna mm. say how, but that would be too much, but it involved <laughs> index cards. Um, index cards. Index cards. Do you like me? Check yes or no. Um, and you know, she was like, no. Um, wow, and, okay. And okay. um, that was that was that was awkward. But I, I that was the first time I, I was ever like as directive as I've ever been, mm. and I liked it because I got a simple no, and then we went yeah. back to going. When we were in the same room, we went back to like typing on our computer for thirty minutes until she like exploded, saying, "How could you do this to me? Why would you say that I liked you? This is gonna make everything up. Now everything's gonna be weird." And I'm like, "I'm already like, I'm the person <laughs> that just got rejected. What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> Uh, but the cra- the craziest part of that story, besides the fact that she started dating the guy the day after it happened, uh, mm. was none of our core friends know about it. We like okay. we like made we like made we made 
I think we, we probably said out loud, but we also like just knew. Like, yeah. we're never going to tell anybody about this. But like, they and don't then, need to know. They you know, because it's like nothing happens. Yeah, and like, you know, to, to be business. honest, I don't think any of them even like knew that I would even favor her over the other two mm-hmm. girls that were there. Because it's, it's, it's uh, oh, man, that might be too much too. They don't know exactly what I'm talking about. Ooh. Oh, no, 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 no. Because they, because I think they, I think they've all thought that I've liked them at one time or another because mm-hmm. I'm too nice, apparently. Because I care about people's days. Like, I'm only mm-hmm. supposed to care about the days of, like, people that I want to, like, have sex with or something. I don't fucking know. It's very interesting. I just want to say, like, one statement about boys were too nice. And I, I think I read this somewhere or heard somewhere. I don't know. But, like, the idea of the bad boy or the guy that's, like, awful to everyone. And, like, the idea of dating that guy who's awful to everyone is that girls do like to feel special and like to feel validated. And so this idea of a guy who, like, hates everyone but loves yeah. you is so yeah, appealing because it's like, ooh, I'm like, the, I'm like, to be like that person who's like a person to someone, everyone wants to feel wanted. And I think nothing feels more wanted than being with a guy who hates everyone else. But at the same time, like that's such a fucking drag. But right. I can understand the appeal. All right, last thing that I think we should talk about, I'm going to give you a choice. Okay. Either... Tell me your thoughts on the prospects of dating after college. Okay. Or do you want to talk, get our intersectionality on about dating while black, interracially or otherwise? Oh or my god. Or homo racially or otherwise? I would love to talk about dating while black because I feel like it's such a like important topic. We would be here all fucking night. Um, I mean, they said they went on a longer podcast. They did say they went on a longer podcast. They said they went on a longer podcast. So let's try it out. All right. See how it works. Okay, you you start. I think I, I think I think we'll have we will have fundamentally fundamentally the same response, but but very different reasons being on different side of the gender mm, binary. Yeah, dating while black. It's uh and while being a black woman. <laughs> um. I, I don't I don't like my I don't allow myself to think about this a lot because I hate feeling I don't know I hate feeling like I'm pushing up against society when it comes to something as personal as like who I date but there's always been a thing and like growing up in a very suburban neighborhood and going to all white schools and like just being around white guys like naturally you end up being attracted to white guys and so <laughs> High school was like this terrible, awful, awful time where it was just like talking to white boys and like trying to date white boys. My condolences. And then feeling guilty about dating white boys because mm. your black girlfriends would be like, ew, why are you dating white boys? And just this, oh, it was, oh God, it was awful. And then I got, I got to college and expanded my circle hugely very much and you know tastes change but I still like what I like and I you know but it, it just I don't know I feel like it's somewhat I feel like dating while black you you have to think about things that other racial Nobody groups or other ever, people ever, ever have, have to, to think, think about. about and I remember and this is something that goes back to like uh, middle school and elementary school the idea of liking a guy and wondering if he'll like you back not because of who you are or what you do but because of your race and that and that thing and that has been that has followed me every day of my life. And that, that that's definitely something that even I are uh, or um I don't have to think about you have to think about that one degree higher than me 
Because there yeah. are plenty of black guys that said they were they refused they to, they date black girls. to date black women. And which is very, very fucking interesting to me because there are black women, uh, black men who will stand up everything that they won't date black women. But let them see a black woman dating a white man. Serena I Williams. I, Serena, Serena Williams, Williams. I cannot count how many times I was on Twitter or Instagram and I heard some black man calling Serena a monkey. She looked like an ape. Like, no one stand for her. And then she got engaged. And all of a sudden, these guys are going to come up with woodwork. Oh, she's a queen. Oh, our Nubian goddess has They're left taken us. Away, like, da, 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 da. They always leaving us. And I said, um, excuse me? Well, what? <laughs> she was like, in no love from y'all two weeks ago. So you can shut that all and down. I, I, this I, idea that we have to stay loyal, quote unquote, to our race, which just, ugh, that whole concept makes me feel really dirty. But like, the whole idea of, ugh, we... Oh, there's just, there's so many layers of intricacies that if I get into it now, I will probably like trip over myself trying <laughs> to explain every layer I've ever thought about in my entire life. But it's just this really gross, insidious thing that specifically black people and black women have to think about this idea of like, will he date a black girl? Will he like me if I'm I black? Think about, will I his think... mother like me if I'm black? This idea of you can't just date a white boy nowadays and be Gucci. Like you can't do it. It's got to be a statement either on the white guy's part or on your guy's. Yeah, it's part. like like having your entire relationship be a political statement and it's of not. Itself, yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot you, of you pressure you to put on shit. Yeah. a love or something that's very very new, and it, it has it's inherently political because of the color of your skin, and that is hard. It's hard. That's what I'm gonna say about that. Um. You know, as as a guy, I definitely go through go. I definitely go through the same thing, um, especially as uh, I grew up. Um, you know, I'm ashamed to say this, but it's important to say it out loud to to sort of uh, hold myself accountable. Uh, like through middle school and high school, like I was afraid of black women. Like they just did not like. I got along. I got, or I guess I'll, I'll say it like this: I got along with white people very, very well. Yeah. Like, they liked me. They thought I was interesting. They always wanted to include me in shit. And then when I would, like, kind of go back to try to be with black people, or, uh, yeah, black people in general, like, I kind of had the stain. I felt like <laughs> I had the stain of white people on me. Right. And they were like, get out of here no, with your Oreo no, I, I So So, of course, it, it, it goes, it, it, that led me to have this, like, false representation of black women that were always yelling at me or, like, always... Um, always being super overly aggressive and like if I if I like said anything about not being as manly as I thought the guys that I couldn't be were, mm-hmm. like they would just play me yeah. um, immediately. And not to say it didn't happen, but that is wrong me to have that interpretation of all black women ever. So for a while I definitely was in that very bad black men category of like, you know what, I'm probably gonna like go find me a, um, a Latina chick or mm. a uh, white girl, Asian girls. Um, no offense to white girls, but I'm, I'm very much over white girls. It's not <laughs> worth it anymore. It's honestly, <laughs> they're not worth the trouble anymore. Like, I'm oh. not even talking about politically wise. It's just like, there's like, yeah. white girls are a whole nother bean when you're black. There's they're a whole nother like, world when you're black. Yeah, so many um, girls, just so many. I had a party recently, and this is all I'm going to say about the party. I had a party recently where a uh, drunk white girl, um, because I was feeling myself, I had my contacts in, whatever. Uh, I'm confident <laughs> that day. Uh, was dancing up next to me, and then she whispers in my ear over the soundtrack of Bad and Bougie, um, how big is it? And I was like, yo, what? I thought I heard it wrong. She was like, is it true? And I'm like, all right, bet. 
Um, oh. I felt I felt more uncomfortable than I thought I would be in that moment. Yeah. Because you know, to some to some black guys, that's a wet dream right there. But I was like, you know what? She she didn't look like it for real. Um, I was like, yeah, I, I was kind of uncomfortable being being like con- treated like a like a piece of meat. Uh, ironically mm-hmm. enough. <laughs> uh, so that happens then on, on the on the outside world. This becomes a little bit more particular to like my sort of upbringing in my, the way I ch- I've chosen to represent my personality and, and live my life. Mm-hmm. Um, on our campus, there are a lot of Asian American students. Um, so I, I hang around a lot of them. And we hang around the females. Um, there's a lot of anti-blackness in the, in the Asian American community. Um, Not surprised. There's I, anti-blackness I plan everywhere. everywhere. Uh, I, I really plan to like have someone on the show to, to come talk about it from, from their view. Yeah. Um, but it, it's out there and, and it's real. I've had not more than three times in my in my university life, I've had um, Asian girls who have told me some have been interested, some have not been interested, but told me nonetheless that hey, you're really cool, but I would never, I would never take you to my parents. Mm-hmm. Not in the, it's always would, it's never could, because um, they know like could is not even a chance. But mm-hmm. I, I like literally wouldn't do it. Or like when they're you know when you know when people of not your race are not talking about you, but they're just talking about the brash stereotype of you yes so yeah. you know like oh i would never date a black guy yeah even though they're talking to me but they don't see me as black in that particular moment yeah. so i'm not allowed to like look hurt but yeah, yeah. I, I i get that i get that particularly from east asian countries quite a bit to the point where it kind of frustrates me because it's like one you don't tell me that two you should <laughs> two yeah, like you didn't have to. Uh, you can just like say you don't like me. I don't really care. Um, yeah. Two, you should work on that. You know, like you're you're the next generation. You by you saying that you're saying that on some level you kind of agree with it. That mm-hmm. you'll you'll go on you'll go on with it. But also just, it almost makes me feel uncomfortable because it makes me feel like if I like an Asian girl for some reason, you know, I know I know there's guys out there with fetishes and that's kind of creepy and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Uh, if if I go out there and show interest in an Asian girl, like I either have a fetish or it's not going to be re- reciprocated anyway, based on the color yeah. of my spit, based on the color of my skin, no matter how cool I am, um, and you know that's something that I don't think any other I don't think any other particular race has to deal with in the same way that black men do, especially if we're of darker skin tone. Like no, that. yeah, and it's really interesting because every time like you hear somebody say like, oh. I will, I, I never date um, a black girl, I never date a black guy, and they say, well, it's just a preference. You can't blame me for having this preference, but I've never, ever heard anyone say I've never dated Asian. I've never yeah, heard... I've never heard a guy. I hear girls say it. Because, mm. you know... That's true. There is know, some things. I've, I've they, never they, heard They're, they're not slandered, too. I heard, yeah. like, a lot of what they say about Asian guys, like, it's not true. It... I can't speak to that. Mm-hmm. But, um... I, I, I've never heard a, a guy, and I should say guys because this I hear these statements a lot from guys. I've never heard guys say I never dated an Asian girl. I've never heard guys say I never dated like a Latinx girl or a Latina girl. Um, I've never heard it for any other race, personally. Never, except for black. And it's really interesting. And, and, and I mean, that's why there's so many layers to dating while black. Because for me personally, I believe in you know like dating for the long term I believe in like building things and growing so it's not just like me dating you though I am dating you but it's like okay in about a year two years how will your mother feel about me how would your father feel about me do you have a racist grandmother where are you from it's like all of these these things I guess like 
I maybe wouldn't have to think about if I was dating like another black person, which is why I think like black love is such a big thing, especially now. It's like we're starting to love ourselves and love our race and we want to, you know, I don't know. Let's, hmm. I don't know. There's, there's too much to say about this topic. There's, Not enough. There's time. a lot to unpack, and we are at the end of our show. We are I at think. Time. Um, oh. real, real quick. You know, we cannot leave them without Tayo's anime update. Okay. Uh, this one's not technically an anime update, but are you aware that Samurai Jack is coming back? Oh, I, I have Jack actually heard about this. I think I, I watched the the trailer. Is coming back. This the trailer is brazy. Okay. Is brazy. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna read like an analysis. Of it is like there, there's like this one part there's one part where like Jack's really out here with the Glock on niggas like spraying like you can like it's, oh it's the gif is silent but in the in, in the back of your head you're like kind of hearing like Meek Mill's dreams and nightmares okay um and like it, it the, the analysis reads our guys out here armored up like with Teflon beats to the gods you know shit is bad when Samurai Jack put the sword down and picked the chopper up listen <laughs> to me Samurai motherfucking Jack is out here letting the chopper spray like Russ Cole and True Detective Samurai Jack out here on a gun charge now Samurai Jack got the fucking Glock tucked in his person you feel me Jack, Jack got the ooh-wop bop the ooh-wop bop man <laughs> Jack let that thing rang out and bang out the side of your left ear on some Joel Santana bangers hammer shit, people. Jack is a whole nother monster. I'm fucking with it here and living. And all I can say to that is retweet. Wow. So Samurai okay. Jack come back as a limited series. Um, I cannot wait to watch it and tell you guys about it. If you guys are also planning on watching it, um, like leave that in the comments so I can tell you guys so I can I can hit you guys up first with the spoilers. Um, any updates for you? Okay, pop culture update from A. This is about a television show coming to Netflix. The Magic School Bus is being rebooted, y'all. I'm like not the as high. The Magic School Bus. This was like <laughs> this was the show. You would watch in class when a like elementary school we had stuff to where your teacher just was not feeling it that day. Always, like always. I've seen so many episodes of the Magic School Bus just because no one was gonna teach in public school. But that's another story. Um, so it's coming back. Uh, it was confirmed that Kate McKinnon will voice the character of teacher Fiona Frizzle. Why? Why? Okay. In why? the Magic School Bus. Why is that important? Do I know right, her again? Kate McKinnon. Yeah. From SNL. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, she would, she would definitely be missing. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know her like, name. Do right? I know? Yeah, you kept saying it like I was supposed to know her. I didn't really. No, I mean, like, and it's not like, oh my god, it's Kate McKinnon. I'm just saying, you know, Kate McKinnon has been confirmed as Miss Frizzle, so it's like a thing that's happening, and it's coming to Netflix. You know who's, soon. who's also been confirmed? Who's been confirmed? Um, Devos. Ooh. All right, on that summer note, Ooh. Uh, yeah, we're getting phone calls now. All right, guys, thank you guys <laughs> for <laughs> thank you guys for listening thank to you. our podcast TNA Commentary Gone Wild. Yes. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks yet again. People are already calling. Us People are blowing up for our sponsors phone. They're already. Ready, right. They yeah. already heard the last episode. They're ready. Um, once again, you can uh, follow us on the SoundCloud. We're going to be on Apple very soon. Mm. Uh, follow us on. 
Facebook on and on Twitter. Facebook's in the description. Uh, Twitter, Twitter should be in the description as well. well. At Tyler Talks and as April with two L's. April with three L's. Too many L's. <laughs> we'll catch you guys in the next one. See you. Thank you. Bye.